There may be no bigger priority for both retailers and consumer goods companies today than access to consumer insights. And PepsiCo has stood up its own data analytics practice to seize this opportunity. So in this episode of Tech Transformation, I'm talking with Kate Garner, SVP of Marketing at PepsiCo, about some of their latest findings, how the company's use of technology has evolved, and how it's helping them develop more collaborative relationships. Stay tuned for that and more on this episode of Tech Transformation. Welcome to Tech Transformation with CGT and RIS News. I'm Lisa Johnson, the Editor-in-Chief of CGT. Now, in Tech Transformation, we talk about the innovative ways companies are leveraging technologies to be more collaborative partners with their retailers. So in this episode of Tech Transformation, I'm talking with Kate Garner, SVP of Marketing at PepsiCo, about how PepsiCo's use of technology has evolved to share more consumer insights with its partners. So Kate, welcome. Oh, thank you, Lisa. It's great to be here. Well, it's great to have you here. Uh, Get us started. Tell us just a little bit about yourself and your role at PepsiCo. So I have been with PepsiCo now for about 20 years. Um, if we go all the way back, I started my career, went to the University of, Tech, uh, University of Wisconsin, Granger School of Business, where I received a degree in accounting, uh, went on to work in public accounting and corporate finance for a period of time, and then went on to get my MBA from the University of Texas School of Business, where I joined PepsiCo then following that in 2003. And at PepsiCo, I have had the privilege of working across a variety of sales and marketing roles. And in that capacity, had accountability for leading consumer strategy, portfolio brand strategy, as well as media buying and planning. And then most, you know, also been instrumental really in building our data and analytics practice and launching most recently PepViz, our data proprietary practice. Great. And we're going to get into PepViz uh, in just a minute. Um, So being with PepsiCo for almost two decades is really exciting. Um, Certainly, I'm sure it's not the same company as it was when you joined. So can you tell us a little bit about how its use of technology has evolved since you since you joined? Yes. And I would say it it is interesting. Obviously, it has evolved quite a bit. But what keeps me then and keeps me today is just a company as robust and scaled as PepsiCo. Obviously, you can face many challenges when you're trying to integrate technology and just proud of our track record for being able to take things and scale them and launch them real time and make impact into the market. And, you know, we do that really with a focus on what the macro world looks like. And we recognize we've gone from a world of mainstream and you know, high impact to a place where the world has fragmented more. And it requires us to get much more granular to understand how to extract that growth. So if I think about specific examples then within the organization, having spent much of my time in media buying and planning, um, I was there during the transition when we were going from a world of largely television into digital transformation or digital uh, media. And certainly we had to think about, well, what does that look like? And how do we ensure that we're continuing to get the return on investment um, without making substantially, significantly more dollars invested in the media? And so we had a great time and were able to fulfill that as well as when I think about insights. So from an insights perspective, right, we've gone from a world of deep longitudinal surveys where you're getting a lot of stated purchase behavior and moving more into a place where we're able to look at actual purchase behavior and link that then to get to that closed loop measurement that's so critical uh, to be able to ensure we're delivering that return on investment. 
And then, you know, taking it even to step further and um, getting down to individual store levels. So when we think about the insights that we're able to attain and transfer that then all the way down to, you know, an advantage that we have, which is having our sales associates in all the stores across the country, we're able then to curate those insights in a very granular way to what's happening in their store. So you've, you're leading really great into my next question, which is I want to talk more about PepViz um, and these insights. So for anyone who's listening is not aware of what PepViz Pep is, uh, can you please explain? Sure. So at its highest order, PepViz is our proprietary data practice. Um, it is powered by a data foundation that provides deep human insights and gets into this very specific store level granular data from an execution standpoint. Uh, we take that then and we combine that with our food and beverage experts and our retail partners to build programming that can deliver against granular growth, both for our partners and PepsiCo. And I can talk a little bit about that data foundation piece, right? So people yeah. ask often, well, what is that data foundation? Uh, there is a that data foundation really consists of two pieces. And first, it's understanding from a consumer. We talk about our consumer DNA. And that allows us to really understand where consumers and shoppers exist, what, what mediums they prefer and things like that. So we're able to message them. We knit that then back to store DNA. So we're able to understand across 500,000 outlets within the U.S. and actually activate then against uh, linking where they are messaging to them and where we expect to find them in store. So we build those audience profiles, we message, and then we're able to link that back to how we communicate or provide products to them in store. Can you, you know, maybe share an example of how you do uh, how you do this with retailers? Yeah, so we had a Midwestern retailer who was very interested in growing their CSD carbonated soft drink business, and we were able then to look across their footprint of stores and first able to separate out where stores were excelling and where stores had opportunities. And so then within their footprint, we could look to seek and understand what are some of the differences? What are lookalike stores? And lookalike stores don't necessarily mean that they're in close geographical proximity, but specifically, how do we look at the shoppers that are shopping that store? And then identify what's unique or differentiated about those stores and how do we take the stores that are underperforming, build some of the insights and things that are happening within the stores with higher growth, and we were able to then go activate against those um, execution parameters. And exciting for the retailer, as exciting for us, we were able to deliver incremental growth for both of us, um, for the retailer to see a 16% lift in their, their uh, carbonated soft drink business. So very exciting. Yeah, definitely exciting, I'm sure, for the retailer, especially. Um, can you talk about a little bit how the value of these types of insights has evolved since you first stood up the practice? Yeah, so one, one of the things is we talked about the core of the data foundation, but the other piece is that there is a dynamic aspect to this. So when I think about the value of the PepViz, it really evolves in terms of what is the latest uh, industry challenge or things that we're facing. So back during the pandemic, there was a big question around what's driving shopper behavior, right? There's this dilemma on, is it more concern about health and well-being as they go into stores or is it price and financial concerns? And we were able to add new data into the data stream and actually articulate back then what the propensity was for each store in terms of those shoppers that are walking into a store. Do they really want to see, you know, the opportunity to cleanse their hands before they walk in? Do they want to see signs about how often the store is cleaned? Or is it more of a, a fiscal shopper who's coming in and they're looking for more signs and cues about opportunities for savings? So we could pull those apart and help our retailers understand how to message appropriately to their shoppers. 
And so that's just one example. And as we look to future evolution, right, we look to understand what's the real problem we're solving with a retailer and what's the data that we need to enhance our existing data foundation to be able to answer some of those specific questions. That's really interesting. You know, I was just um, reading on actually one of our our sister brands, Retail Leader, was talking about uh, how important it is for retailers to showcase the value that they're offering consumers. Um, So that sounds like that that's playing right exactly into that. Um, Can you talk a little bit about how you share these insights across PepsiCo as an organization? Obviously, your team has them, is able to leverage them, but how how do you work to disseminate them across the rest of the company? So like any good marketer, right, it's almost like a marketing campaign and you need to break down the target audience into different personas. And so we have some within our organization who use this capability on a day in and a day out basis. And so for those folks, we have training, we have webinars, we record them, we put them at their fingertips. And then we have experts who would have almost office hour type capability to meet with um, some of our sales and category leaders to answer questions all the way up to our senior executives where we're looking to just curate and help inform them on the insights and the learnings. And so there you'll see we have quarterly uh, newsletters that we're putting into inbox. Um, If you go to petviz.com, you also can get those um, and sign up to see some of those newsletters that really articulate for the marketplace what are the industry leading insights that we're seeing. Data democratization is kind of a universal challenge across consumer goods organizations and retailers. So as you've been working with PepViz, you know, what are some of the challenges that you've encountered in this and what are the steps that you took to solve them? Yeah, I I would say the biggest challenge is being in the right place at the right time. Right. So when it comes to data democratization, oftentimes it's really linking up with the opportunity and ensuring that we have the right analytics there. And so one is just what we've talked about, really messaging broadly on how to access resources and and how to get questions out there. And so one of the things we have is an open forum where you can go online at any time and and ask questions and engage with our, our experts. Um, that's probably one of the best ways we've found to make sure that we're able to overcome some of those obstacles. Well, that's very cool. So this open forum, how do, how do they access it? It's through teams. So through different collaborative sites, so they can come on and work through just on, ongoing dialogue or access different files and directives in terms of where they, where we need to send them. That's cool. Um, okay. So what's next for PepViz? You know, can you give us a kind of a, a preview of what's in the future? Yeah, what is next for PepViz? So certainly we will continue on our journey to um, distribute our and democratize our capabilities, whether that's through the information on petviz.com or finding it on PepsiCo Industry Insiders on LinkedIn. Um, But what's next for PepsiCo will always be what's next for the industry in terms of the next challenge that we're facing. So as we look to this next year and really seeking to understand the value opportunity and the inflation impact that that continues to have on uh, shoppers as we head into final the second half of 23 and 2024, we'll be focused in on what are the insights we need to glean from that and how do we, um, in partnership with our retailers, drive growth. So then what do you see as the future of, of retail and or maybe just e-commerce? The future of retail and e-commerce. So there's no doubt that anyone's going to say it's it's uh, it boomed during the pandemic. The What's interesting is that with anything, when you grow something really fast, you have to then take a pause when it when you get a bit more stability into the marketplace and assess how do you become more efficient and effective at this uh, these where you've invested. 
And so I think we'll continue to see investment across that space as retailers seek to ensure that they have delivered that efficiency and effectively. And then, you know, across the industry, you hear the word digital, right? The integration of physical and digital. So it's not just about streamlining end-to-end digital or e-commerce, but it's really about the integration then of what it looks like. So that shopper path to to that is become so much more complex. And oftentimes consumers may start in a digital space, but end in, you know, purchasing from a brick and mortar and going in store. So they may build their list online, access their coupons, but then actually do the physical shopping, or they may um, do all of that and do curbside. We're eventually going to see a lot more of the VR and other areas where consumers are engaging um, with products. And so what's next, I think, is really seeking to understand what that future shopper journey looks like. And I think what we'll be really telling are what are the catalysts that really um, put us on a hockey stick curve like we saw during the pandemic versus um, perhaps a more slow investment environment. Okay. Uh, okay. So I have one final question, another kind of future looking one. Um, and this is one that uh, you know, I think everyone has an opinion on. Um, so understanding this might not represent PepsiCo, but would love to get your opinion. You know, what are you? What are your thoughts on the use or the role of generative AI, uh, whether that's ChatGPT or a similar tool uh, within consumer goods in, in retail, and whether that's in marketing or, or elsewhere? Where do you see the potential? So one of the areas that I see potential, and you know, having led insights organizations here within PepsiCo really migrating away from stated behavior. And so when I think about the ability for sentiment tracking, right, rather than just tracking words, being able to get into tone and understanding or in search um, and helping us articulate more clearly, uh, those are areas that excite me to think about how we experience those things differently and more nuanced. Um, Beyond that, I I think that there's clear opportunity. Uh, Just a minute ago, we were talking about investment areas, right? What's the future of e-commerce? What's the future of omni-channel? And I think that how how generative AI takes off within the CPG and retail space will be dependent upon how they find solutions that connect to those territories of where we are already investing as an industry. Um, So to the extent that they can tap into those areas and show progress in those spaces, I think it will take off quickly. Um, Otherwise, it may be areas of the future. Okay, it's definitely exciting times ahead of us. So I want to thank you so much for taking time to come on Tech Transformation and and share uh, insight about PepFiz and, and really the future of technology at PepsiCo. Well, thank you, Lisa. Thanks for listening to Tech Transformation with CGT and RIS News. Be sure to subscribe to learn more innovative strategies and trends in the retail and consumer goods industries. And don't forget to visit RISnews.com and consumergoods.com to sign up for our newsletters. 